You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome back to another Awaken Radio episode where this week I am bringing you a beautiful conversation with the divine Melissa Sandin. I have invited Melissa on the show as I wanted to dive into a conversation with her around embodying and living from our soul, unraveling the fears that block us sharing our soul gifts with the world and really shining our light and how to rise up into more of our soul leadership. I have been following Melissa's work for a little while now, and I know that she has walked such a powerful journey within herself, which has now led her to being such a guiding light for so many other women. And I'm excited to share her journey and her teachings with you. Now, for those of you who don't know Melissa, she is a soul mentor and energy medicine teacher. She guides women to step up and do their soul work, be rich and wild in selling their gifts and make their impact by serving their unique tribe of soul clients. She does this through teaching the art of energy and soul medicine, how to harness your eruptive powers of creation and channel the blueprint of your soul work. She has co-created with thousands of women, witnessed hundreds of soul rebirths, and still tears up in that pretty amazing moment when a woman chooses to commit to her destiny and fulfill her soul work. Melissa runs the Soul Leader Facebook group for passionate soul women, guides women to birth their potential in her signature six-month soul leader school, and teaches a deep energy and soul practitioner certification. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much, Connie. (laughs) So pleasurable to be here today. Oh, it's beautiful to be connecting with you. And I actually remember when I very first discovered your work, I, I can't remember how long ago it was now, but it was through a Facebook post that you wrote. And I remember the post, I can't remember the words, but the essence of it, I think, was around a time where it felt like you were kind of re-emerging after being in somewhat of a inward transformative phase. And, and I remember reading your words and hearing an element of kind of rawness and vulnerability to them. And I remember as well being really moved by seeing a a fellow kind of leader in this field talk very honestly about sometimes the the growing pains and the challenges we have Mm. to go through as teachers when we really want to up level in our work and and who we want to be in the world. And I was was really impacted by you and then began kind of following along and learning more about your journey. And where I'd really love to open up with you is um, for you to take us back and share a bit with, with me and my audience about your journey and your work. Because I know you started off doing uh, as a kinesiologist and doing one-on-one practitioner work, and and I don't know the full story, but I'd love to hear it around there. I think they reached a point where you knew something really had to shift and change, and I think it was around the flow of the abundance that was coming in and the amount of energy you were giving to your work. But can Mm. you take us back to that kind of moment and also what I think you describe as kind of your dark night of the soul, where you really had to reassess everything and, and how that's brought you to where you are now? Mm, yeah, of course. And hearing you explain it like that, I, I ponder, it feels like I've had cycles and cycles of that, you know, the, the going within, emerging, going within, mm. breaking down, unraveling, coming back out again. Um, so I was a kinesiologist and before that I, um, I was in community development before that engineering. So it, it's kind of, uh, I've been on this creative evolution of how I work in the world and I was inspired to become a kinesiologist because that was where my spiritual path was going and just lit me up the idea of working one-on-one with people in that really sacred space of transformation and soul bearing and everything else that happens in between. And I was really loving the work but it was a total new world for me in order to create a business and sell myself doing it. And it really illuminated all those places within me that still felt really scared about putting myself out there in a way, Um, you know, and getting public with this, you know, like putting your hand up and saying, here I am, I've got gifts to share and Mm. 
and this is the price of them. So I was doing my kinesiology work, but it still felt like I was um, shying away a little bit from that um, visibility of really selling myself. So I kind of cocooned as a kinesiologist and had a great client list and, um, you know, was doing amazing work with amazing individuals. But it felt like there was a part of me that was still constraining myself and in the constraining myself, it felt like the amount of energy that I was putting into my clients wasn't necessarily um, being represented in the rest of my life. So I was doing the work, um, but undercharging. Mm-hmm. And I was undercharging and giving great service and I couldn't pay my bills. And I could if I kept increasing the number of people that I saw every week. But then what I found was when you're doing such powerful, you know, healing work, it actually, it's not that you give your energy to your clients, but holding the space is energy in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I found like there was this natural limit to the amount of energy that I could expend in that environment. And yet my abundance felt, um, capped as well. So I was kind of in that tension around how do I live my purpose and sell my message while I'm being in this state of depletion in my energy and this state of depletion in my abundance with my work. At the same time, because I've always kind of like been on a little bit of a creative evolution from, you you know, it just happens for me that something drops in and it's like, ah, now it's time to evolve and I get this creative inspiration. So while I was being a kinesiologist, something dropped in for me and it was like, ah, I want to write and teach. And it kind of came out of the blue and I was like, oh, that, that feels really stretchy for me. But it kind of, once it drops in, you know, it, Mm. it's kind of there and you can't unknow it. So it was kind of the two working together, the, I'm not, I'm not really in integrity completely in the way that I'm operating right now. And my soul's speaking to me wanting this expansion. And that's what set the process of, off of like um, kind of shutting my doors to my clinic and going into the creative process and going, what do I really want to bring into the world? Which um, when we start to do that and we start to, I feel like we start to channel more soul and start to commune with our creative possibilities that way. What it did for me is started to illuminate all of those old fears and all of those old um, old patterns and beliefs and stories of me not being able to put myself out in the world in visibility for just who I am. And it was like this implosion of passion and fear and it just had to be worked out and it got worked out in the dark night of the soul Mm. how Mm. do you describe what a dark night of the soul is if someone's never heard that term or understood it or maybe they're in it and they don't even know (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah well they'll probably know something's gone on (laughs) because it's pretty freaking amazing and intense and uh, for me it felt like um, endless as well and when you're in it, it can feel like you're lost and you don't know and you know things are spinning in many different directions and you don't necessarily know which way you're going to move out of it. Um, it when I just tap into it, for me, it's, it's really that transformation, that, that need for you to come into alignment with what is true for you and what you're passionate about and what you desire to create. And as you come into alignment, you've got to die to the parts of you that Mm. have been small and have been holding on and have been, you know, closed off to your potential. And when you have to die to those parts and when you have to meet those parts within you, when you have to heal deep level healing, I feel like it throws you into the dark night because it's it's the dark spaces within you. Excuse me, I just need to cough a little bit. <clears throat> it's the dark spaces within you mm-hmm. that need to be met in order for you to open more and channel more light. I often say to my clients that a lot of the upgrade, transformation, evolution process is really just about opening. But when we start to open, we realize that we're not just light. 
you know, all of our brilliance and passions and desires and our, you, you know, that spiritual aspect of us. But we are also the dark spaces. We are the unknown and the mystery and the earthly raw mess. And I feel like when you open to more of your soul, you have to open to more of that. And the dark night actually is just part of the beautiful opening process. But when we're afraid of that, we try to hold on. And that's what makes it a really uh, intense experience. Mm. Like depression and exhaustion and everything else in between as well. And from my experience of it, it requires a lot of letting go. And, and my, I remember um, working one-on-one with Belinda Davidson, who's a, for anyone who doesn't know her, I've interviewed her before. She does a lot of chakra work and works with white light and, and spirit guides. And she had said to me, she, she was working with me and said I was in a two-year period of intense unraveling at, at the point we were working together. And that felt for me like, same as you, I've had numerous of these kind of cycles but it felt like a complete deconstruction of many aspects of myself and like old identities and many aspects of my life that had been built on ego had been built Mm. out of uh, agendas and a need for external love you know the relationship that Mm. was built on that fell away and aspects of my work that weren't in integrity that were coming from a need just to make money or a need to be popular or whatever it was that Mm. wasn't working anymore either so it was it's almost like old ways of being stop working and I think that at times for people can feel like life is falling apart a little bit was that kind of your Mm. feeling as well yeah most definitely it does feel like it's falling apart I the thing that really guided me through that and this is possibly what happened for you too Connie was having enough awareness to know the context of the unraveling so that was what gave me the anchor was, uh, okay, so I'm, what I knew at the time was that I wanted to birth my full self. That was kind of the message that just kept coming through some, from some nebulous place. Like I want to be free. I want to birth my full self. I want to be here in the world and have nothing, you know, those old identities that you talk about and the belief systems and the attachments and everything that, you know, you've programmed within you to keep you small and safe. I had this real yearning to be free of all that. And that was my context. So even though it felt like, you know, all of the unraveling was happening and everything was falling away, I knew that this was also the process of that. And I think that's really important is because it's so easy to drown in it as well. Mm. Uh, You know, and, and this is like, we can drown in our emotions or we can actually just surrender into them open and they become gateways just to where we're going. And I think it's really important to really always keep the, you know, whether it's a light at the end of the tunnel or the container or the context of why I'm unraveling because I'm going here, I'm going towards my freedom. That's what it felt like for me. I get that and I think that's where that's what allows us to avoid dropping into the the kind of the depression feeling is when we know it has a purpose like we know yeah. there's a reason this is happening it's not just um yeah I agree with you it's it looks like a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. yeah and it's really fascinating like sometimes I didn't see that light and sometimes yeah. I was just exhausted and you know I even had to ask myself am I depressed and it's like that was just again an old fear coming up an old powerlessness that you know I was meeting and you move through that again once I you know looking back I've had two dark nights of the soul and the second one was like the big mama compared to the first one and looking back now it's Uh, You can meet the exhaustions and the depressions and things like that. But if you start to explore that space more and more, you can actually elevate yourself out of that loss of control and into a little bit of curiosity and a little bit of leaning in to the mystery of Mm. the unknown. And it actually becomes a really powerful place to be in. So it's, I find it's the big dark night when, like you said, we're unraveling and letting go of all of those parts of ourselves that we don't want to and aren't aligned any longer. And then I think it stops being 
like the big dark night and it just becomes this great place of conception like so the conception energies are really about mystery and the unknown and just surrendering and being able to be there in this prolonged space you know really collapsing your expectations and then thing amazing things are planted in that space and we can't really conceive of the beautiful things we want to create without actually being in that mystery so I feel like once you get through that you can start to see how you can start to play in that space more as well Mm, and I think yeah part of what you're sharing as well is dropping the resistance to the process and kind of opening up to it more even when it's uncomfortable or doesn't match Mm. the plan that your mind has for your life I've had to ditch my plan (laughs) that many times (laughs) so yeah me too me too yeah it's like can I hand it over can I still be the creatress or the creator and be really intentional but then can I also just hand it all over and be in the unknown yeah Mm. and one thing that I feel that's guided me through the darkness and has been my light and and most likely for you as well has been my relationship with my my soul my higher self and Mm. and kind of having one foot in the darkness but also keeping my other foot anchored in my higher connection it's like I, I needed to know that 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 guidance was always there too and and I've often felt when I was in my dark time, I'm like, I don't know how people would ever go through this if they didn't have some form of higher connection because that mm-hmm. was kind of my savior. So um, mm. what's, what is that relationship for you when you talk about being in communion with your soul or having a relationship with your soul? How can someone bring in that relationship to help guide them through their dark night? Mm. Great question. I totally agree. I I can't imagine going through those periods in your life where you're you're thrown into the big big mess of it without that connection because one of the you know when I was meeting that exhaustion or depression or wanting to give up or feeling like this is never going to end um I just really asked myself you, you know is this where I need to be? Do I need to give up and take another direction? And always I receive the answer, this is where you need to be, and yes, you're on your path. Mm. And just even knowing those words, yes, I'm on my path, it was like there's no other answer and there's no other choice you make once you receive those words. So being able to commune at that level is kind of my lifeblood it's what you know it's the only thing I live by and I'm trying to have more sophistication and elegance with how I do that because I often receive messages as we all do and we can talk about that but and then you know you receive the intuitive hit and then you know whether it's the instant later or you know not so long after or the next week or month where the doubt creeps in Mm -hmm. and then you start to analyze and prevaricate and procrastinate around what you already know that your soul has told you so I'm trying to get a little bit more Mm -hmm. elegant with like just allowing me to receive the soul hit and then just commit to it wholeheartedly oh yeah um, but in, in relationship to your question around how do people cultivate that, um, again, you know, I've done so much healing work and so much teaching of like the energy and soul process that if I was to sum it up, it's really about opening. Um, because often to connect with that part of yourself, you actually have to open and move through the layers and the portals and the gateways that are actually in between you and that connection <clears throat> if, it's, if it hasn't been cultivated. And the layers are first in the physical, so your sensations and everything that's built up in your body. And then they kind of start to go into the etheric, so it's your emotional energy and your mental energy and, you know, all of the stuff we haven't dealt with, all of the stuff that's kind of been packed up within us, within our being and within our mind and within ourselves and I actually see it as um, the more open we get with that so the more we meet what's within us and we open and we feel and we embody and ultimately we release then you actually start to develop a really open channel to that 
essential part of yourself. Mm. And I always find it within my body first. I feel like there's many gateways within your body. So my experience is if you can travel within your body, first through the sensations, then with your energy, you naturally open up to these gateways. And those gateways can, you know, teleport you to many dimensions of your soul and, and your whole being. But I find it through my body. So my one thing of to encourage people to do is just open, 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 meet what is within you, heal, and you can't not hear your soul in that space. You can't not meet that part of you. I have never met one person who can't meet that part of them when they're actually willing to meet what's within them um, and just open. So is it is it opening almost, you said becoming a channel, and so mm. all these layers of old unresolved emotions or pains or wounds or, or things that we're holding in our physical body and our energy field, is it mm. our work to, to open to feeling and dropping through those and then that opens up the space that it's almost like we're clearing the space this for the for the mm. the space is 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 who we are and the space is our connection to the to our soul but it's clogged and so mm. our, our ability to open even to the uncomfortable stuff when we you move through that you you're, you're almost peeling back a layer and creating more space is that kind of mm. articulating that right you, you're <laughs> articulating that perfectly better than i did so it's that's exactly it and uh, one of the things that I, this is, you know, this is what really transforms the suffering that we have around our story and emotions. Our emotions are a gateway. Mm. And we, and actually the deeper and the more intense the emotion, the bigger the gateway it is back to our soul. Ooh, wow. I like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. So actually let's drop the labels and let's drop the stories. And this is where embodiment comes in, like the feminine art of embodiment is just for me the most powerful vehicle to come back into your soul from that place then you can open up your intuition and your higher energy channels and you can you know you can play in the multi-dimensional space but actually for me the only pathway to get to that space is through the body if we open up our channels and we're, we're actually not in our body I, um, we tend to unearth ourselves mm. uh, very easily and you know I feel like we're here on earth we're incarnated because we we're actually intending our highest evolution is for our soul to be here on earth in our body so I I really love to stay true to that and find my soul through my body first because I used to like just play in the highest spheres so much and and was disassociated wasn't really here yes. and that wasn't that wasn't my freedom and it wasn't the path to my highest potential it wasn't what my soul wanted <laughs> so yeah exactly what you said just it's like we meet what with what's within us and then we open the channels back to ourselves through those emotions those sensations that energy that you know, and it's both our light and our dark, the dark, the pain, the wounds, the stuff that we've always held on to and been afraid of. But also I've had to get used to just being in the brilliance of my energy and my light and my emotions and actually having to calibrate to that as well mm. because my nervous system was both wanting to avoid the dark, the pain, but also kind of kept trying to avoid my light as well. So I had to get comfortable with both as a channel back to my soul. Mm, mm, beautiful. I love that as well, that it's both. It is the integration mm. of both aspects because I think people can be like, well, my fear and my self-doubt and my criticism, that's not spiritual. That's not a nice part of me. And, and I started off my spiritual journey very much tapping into the higher chakras and doing a lot of mm -hmm. like – channeling and like really getting lost in woo-woo land but I would completely avoid my lower three where I had all my family wounds and my childhood wounds and <laughs> just wouldn't get into my body because then I'd have to feel that stuff right yeah all that um, gnarly stuff yeah because yeah, I was like oh no I'm just going to avoid that and become this enlightened being but it's all mm -hmm. about going into it um can we talk about you, you use the words here soul rebirth I've, I've read that mm -hmm. a lot in your work and I even love that we're talking about the body because obviously birth is 
is something mm-hmm. that comes down out through through the womb, right? It's a physical yeah. experience. So um, what was your experience of soul rebirth and how do you define what that is if someone's never kind of heard of that mm-hmm. before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I And being in the position I am now where I can look back, um, I reckon that most of us are birthing quite a lot so we we have these big moments of soul rebirth and then I actually feel like we're in cycles of conceiving creating birthing you know all the time but um, there was some big moments in my life of soul rebirth and I actually see my soul rebirth as me threading the parts of my soul back into my body and landing her here on earth I just use her as a as a pronoun for my soul it doesn't it's obviously both my masculine and feminine but landing her here on earth um landing her here on earth for several reasons one because she chose to be here that's why she incarnated in the first place and two she wants to fulfill herself her creative potential her expansion um the reason why she was drawn into earth in the first place and Part of the threading back of the soul is what I believe a lot of sensitives go through as we we come into earth, come into life, and we feel the shockwaves of it, the intensity of the whole spectrum of the emotional experience. And that can look like, you know, our childhood wounds or stuff we can, you know, pain and fear and everything we can experience as we're growing through life. It can also just look like having a really open energy field or an open heart space and just feeling it all and often if we're not guided and we're not taught how to calibrate to having this strong heart to be able to feel it all or to like learning how to grow that coherence to to stay open in life often we shut off and when we shut off or close down part of our we part of our energy escapes and quite often in that that closes the channel for our soul to actually be here so I think for a lot of sensitives the first part of soul rebirth is actually just about threading the parts of your soul back into your body and back into your life so that you can be here fully you know and that's that's why so many of those practices like presence and embodiment it's all about just knowing it's safe to be here in your full self yeah, because can I just ask on that point? Yeah. I think a lot of us, I've realized kind of this as a sensitive, we have a lot of patterns of trying to escape or avoid. Oh, like yeah. there is that real tendency, isn't there, of that kind of escape yeah. pattern, not wanting to be here in the body or in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it actually just relates to our sensitivity. Yeah. Um, I It's been my big life journey and, you know, I'm still on it as a daily devotion, often messing it up quite a lot of the escape process. Like yeah. before I even know it, I've escaped energetically <laughs> and disassociated. I'm like, where am I? You know, I'm playing up in those higher spheres because it's, you know, easier for me to be there. Um, so, yeah, for me it's like, that's the first level of rebirth and it doesn't necessarily happen first but that's kind of like that's part of the rebirth um the soul has to just actually land in the third dimension in our bodies in our life um soul energy our presence our essential nature whatever you call it and then the second element to it is then we stand up commit devote to the passion that is yearning within us to be expressed that you know this this desire to fulfill um which i believe we all have in different ways and that's that process when we were talking about my journey from kinesiology into becoming a leader and starting to teach my own signature body of soul work that that was really the the process I had to go through was, okay, I allow myself to be that leader. I allow myself to fulfill this desire, even though the desire feels too big for the woman that I believe Mm. I am. You know, how can this woman step into that potential? So that was kind of like the, the healing process that went through rebirth. And 
it was a bit messy. <laughs> Sounds really elegant as I'm speaking about it, but it was kind of like, you know, there were many times where I felt like, no, this is not for me. I can't do this. I can't do this. And it was still that message of my soul going, you're on your path. You, you don't really have a choice. You've got to be with this. So yeah, soul rebirth to me is that big implosion of your soul landing, the illumination of your soul it shines in all those dark places, all those places that are still closed within you and says, actually, for me to work my way through you, so for my soul to have freedom through me, I have to be open. So that means I have to let go of that and I have to meet that fear and I have to heal that pain and I have to land my energetic presence back in my body. Otherwise, I don't think we can fulfill our soul if we're actually not present and open to letting our soul flow through us and that's rebirth for me wow yeah I want to just touch on that beautiful point you raised around you know because and this mirrors my process very much and I'm trusting that there'll be other people at this point in the process too where I feel like for the past two years I've been very much downloading a lot of the information Mm. and the energy and really learning how to draw it into my body and feel it and I'm at that place where she's pulling me now she's like emerge come out share Mm. change the business structure birth something new like it's all it's all there it's all in draft word documents on my computer Mm -hmm. you know the guidance is all in the journal but the um (laughs) the action piece is is where the resistance is coming up right and I can relate so deeply to those words and I I really want to emphasize this for anyone else who feels them, those words of I am not worthy of this. Um, I Mm. remember hitting it when I was 27, which was when I very first had my, my first dark night and really got onto my path of doing my work in the world. And I remember at that age, I used to almost scream at the ceiling like I was screaming at the universe like why have you given me this vision I am not worthy of this me little Connie I I can feel the immensity of what you've given me and and I can't birth this you know Mm -hmm. um and it's something I'm even feeling now is I'm bumping up against the same my own unworthiness my own uh, fear of visibility my own um not good enough kind of story so it sounds like that's a very common barrier that we will face as we go to birth our soul back into the world. You know, how do you, how do you navigate through this stuff? Mm, yeah. It's and uncomfortable. It's so comfortable. <laughs> and, you know, I feel the emotion of it. One, as you're mm. talking, just because that's me, that's my journey. And that's my journey. The more I expand, the more I, you know, I meet that doubt. And I believe for everyone who feels that, that yearning to fulfill within them whatever passion or destiny or blueprint of their soul feels is that they meet that part within themselves as well. One of the ways, so from a healing perspective, this is really interesting. I feel like part of the passion that we seek to fulfill within us is actually a greater story of bringing more energy into a new energy, a new consciousness, a new evolution into this space on earth at the moment. So one of the, you know, you talk about downloading, you know, downloading, and that is really like you, you download from the blueprint of your soul and you create it as your soul work here. And when we're actually downloading, we're creating, uh, we're becoming a bridge between heaven and earth and we're downloading new information. As we download the new information, we're actually bringing new energy into um, the world. And that's why I use the term soul leader, because I, I feel like there's certain people here that actually lead in bringing that new energy in. Mm-hmm. They are actually really at the edge of their creative potential, really devoted to that. But I think when we're actually in alignment with our soul, we're taking the deep path of that leadership, which means that we're in integrity to what new bringing new energy is actually doing. And what, what it's doing is it's coming in as new energy and it's alchemizing with the energy that's already here. And then we're, you know, presenting it and radiating it in a new form here what that looks like in practical terms is we channel new light we bring it into ourselves and for women mostly into our womb of creation um, where we birth you know our new potential and we actually have to integrate it with 
our greatest fears and our greatest dark and, you know, that, that doubt, I can't do this, I'm not worthy enough, everything. And it's like actually being able to bring all of those fears and merge it with the new light as part of our role as leaders it's like that we hold the inner space of alchemy so and then we transmit it to the rest of the world um and we transmit it to our clients and you know we all you know go on a great journey from that I believe when you're taking a deep path of soul leadership that you you will always at every new evolution meet a deeper level of that Mm. doubt because that's the alchemy process that's like the light and dark coming together I actually think that is part of, and when we can really accept that and and know what's really going on, like it's not just about your old shit coming up. It's not just about you and your ego and, you know, believing that you're not that woman. It's actually the alchemy process. Then you go, ah, oh, okay. And then when you actually start to play in that space and you see how that's integrating, um, it becomes not just you know, an emotional healing process, but it becomes like this. This is why I say eruptive powers Mm -hmm. of creation. Like I used to say erotic because it feels, it starts to like tap into a new depth of energy. Like the creative process becomes really pleasurable and really powerful where you're bringing your light and dark together. You're, you're actually playing in the fear as you're birthing the potential. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's an eruption within you. So I would suggest that actually we can't avoid that being, if we're going to channel new light on the earth, we actually have to meet the woman that says, I can't do that. Or the man who says, that's not me. You know, I can't, I can't meet that vision. It's too big. And, and that's where the, that's where the alchemy happens. That's Mm. my experience anyway. It's like what we were talking about earlier with the dark night where you, if you know there's a purpose to it and if you maintain kind of um, your soul connection at the same time as working through the, the humanness and the murkiness of the fear that's going to be there and you realize, I think what we do and what I've probably done at times is when I see my darkness, I then go, well, see, there's even more proof that I'm unworthy because I've got <laughs> yeah. all these fears, right? Yeah. And if yeah. I was this enlightened soul leader, then I wouldn't have those. Um, mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. in that resistance, that keeps me locked in it versus mm-hmm. as you're really talking about this, oh, this this is the dance. This is always going to be here. This is part of it. And, and I will move forward in the light while also allowing the fear to be there alongside me yeah yeah most definitely it's really juicy but it's really intense as well and you know I'm we can speak about it but when you're in it oh my goodness you're just so in it I remember you know one of one of the downloads that I received was that I needed to speak my message or speak you know the my my soul work And at that point, my expression center, which, um, you know, sits underneath my throat chakra was totally, utterly blocked off. It was like wound upon wound of like, you know, remembering the witch and the persecution and the woman who lost her voice and everything else. And I was like, there is no way that this being is speaking, you know, and it was actually a real terror. And it made me feel quite sick because my soul was giving me a message that I was meant to speak and my human being was going, there's no friggin' way that we're doing that because that like, that just brings, makes us feel sick to our bones, that concept. And so when you're in it, it's like, it's, oh, it's, I don't know. Sometimes it's so intense and then sometimes it's so disheartening and, um, you know, that's just, I guess that's just the process of moving through it, isn't it? Like, but we can't lose ourselves in that. That's why I think it's great to have the greater context of what's really going on. Mm. And I, I read a little bit about your work and attended some of your webinars. And I know you do talk about these energy centers, which are a little bit separate to the chakras, the way you kind of describe mm. them. So when you, um, and I know this is a big part of what you kind of teach, but do you, 
say someone does come into that expression center, which I know for probably a lot of us, it's one of our biggest areas that for a lot of us are feeling called to really bring our work out through our voice and in a much Mm. more visible way to be heard and seen. Um, Is that for you a process of, of tuning in physically to that sensation and actually being with the sensation of it? What's could you give us a, a small insight into your process around mm. when you uncover something like that? Yeah, yep, most definitely. If I could sum up energy and soul medicine, this would be the process. First, you feel the sensation because the sensation is really you, uh, the energy that's moving within you. Mm. So you go there, go to your energy. So if I'm working with my expression center, it's like, okay, so let's feel the block. Let's feel that terror. Let's feel that, you know, that utter revulsion around the idea of you being visible and being seen and heard let's go there first then let's start dropping through the sensations so let's like work with your sensations instead of assessing them from the mental realm let's drop into them and be really curious and and bring them on you know so I often say to myself let's bring this on I really want to know you Mm. I really want to hear you I really want to be with you and in that process of you know switching it from the avoidance of the nervous system and then like actually just the diving into it as we were talking about before we start to you know open channels and gateways and I once you start to get to that deeper level within you which is all just surrender open surrender open bring on the sensation um, what actually happens is you start to enter your your fourth dimension you know so where all of your energy and your auric field and your energy um with the chakras exist at that level and then you actually start to open up even wider and i feel like that's when you can start to um in when i teach energy and soul medicine i call it um traveling along the timeline of your soul so it's like you just and people will naturally do this anyway when they're in this state they start to collect threads of their soul and and understandings of why they are the way they are they might have a memory from a time in this life where their expression got shut down or it wasn't safe to voice their true self or their needs but quite often you also start to get um, insights and memory downloads and even just vague understandings of the whole timeline of your soul whether it was in this life or in past lives and you actually start to map it a little bit and so while I'm in the embodiment process I'm actually also mapping on a soul level and collecting all of the different threads that actually make up the block that exists within mm. the expression center so you might receive this knowing of oh yeah this feels like persecution and it feels like persecution at an ancient level or oh yeah this feels like it's not just mine it's the collective around women or you know and it's kind of it's not a mental process it's just an opening to allow your subconscious to start speaking to you and your subconscious is what you know draws information from a deeper level of the soul and I'm sure have you had this experience Connie where you're actually in your process and you start to gain understanding of what feels so terrifying about speaking or what what feels like the reasons and the pain that sits behind the expression center and you start to understand it a little bit so that you know how you can meet it and heal it and let it go have you is that kind of the way that you work as well you receive those downloads and those insights when you're really in the healing process definitely memories and definitely flashbacks I I I don't I'm not, I don't have any awareness of whether I've really drawn on stuff. Oh, not so much memories from past lives, but definitely that awareness that you're talking about around. Um, and I've had people share with me information about my past lives of the collective energy of this particular block. That is definitely something that I sense and definitely how this has played out or, or where this was really cemented through this particular human experience I can definitely Mm. that information definitely drops in um yeah which really helps you there is something about the awareness that already starts to shift it do you find that Mm. yeah yeah definitely that when you're actually in that space so you're not in the mental realm you're actually just in yes 
the process of the embodying the emotions, feeling the blocks, opening your awareness up, the awareness starts to come in. You actually don't need to do too much active healing. Um, it's really just the innate wisdom and the innate intelligence of your system. It's like, oh, yeah, I just needed illumination. I needed the sacred space to start integrating all of this. So, you know, some at some level it's probably released, but I think truly what's happening is we're just bringing awareness to it so we can integrate it and resolve it at that level. And as you're saying, it's the openness too. I think that's the thing that our body's just always asking for is just open to this, this sensation. I think that's why I always say to people, you know, pain or that, that tightness in our body or anything is our body trying to get our attention, just like any, any pain mm. in the body. And I think that's all the body's asking is here, here's something that's unresolved. Here's something that's still sitting within you. Here's something that needs your, your attention. Can you just open to it? But, but most of us have like 10,000 ways that we avoid it and mm-hmm. social media, <laughs> overthinking, distraction, reading a book, listening to a podcast mm. versus let me just sit in my body and feel it and be willing to open to it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I would say something really interesting here too. So we also, what I'm realizing, you know how we were talking about our sensitive types, us healer types that love to play in the higher energies mm. more. I feel like we have big seasons of the masculine and feminine and one when we're in a season of either or, that becomes the healing way. So we're always dropping in, opening, like that. that's my daily devotion, kind of bringing the awareness, not getting distracted and staying in that yin state, that feminine state to actually resolve and integrate. I've also found that there's this movement and this wave of individuals healing through divine action as well, where they still Im- they are still embodying in each moment and they're still bringing awareness and everything like that. But this is a, a little less about going into your cave and processing all your old stuff, and more about actually showing up and doing your soul work. And yeah. staying in the burn of it. And that actually creates the awareness and the transfiguration of your internal energy as you do that. And that's been my experience for the whole last year. Wow. And maybe a year and a half. It's like, no, the big season of my soul at the moment is, you know, I was I was overactive masculine as an engineer. I had to go and heal my feminine where I just went, traveled the world and you know, I was in that really yin state and kind of learning my feminine. And now I'm, I'm nearly just like in that big integration of my masculine again, where I'm healing through divine action. I have to show up, do the work, express myself, sell. Oh my gosh. You know, Mm. like ask to, you know, sell my gifts and, and make good money for it and get my systems in place and like there was so much escapism that happened and that's why the rebirth happened because it's like no you're not escaping anymore you've got to show up and do this so that's an interesting reflection too around the healing always happens through the embodiment and then letting the intuition work but also in the greater container it can be through the divine action as well I actually love that you raised that because I I definitely spent a lot of time just in the yin place of I don't feel I can take any action at the moment I just need to be in the cave um, mm. and but I'm definitely feeling it it's the action place and there's been a fear in me of well, I don't want to act from ego and I don't want to act in the masculine way and I don't want to get tripped up in that again but something I've noticed and you really illuminated it when you spoke was in the moments that I feel fear and I act anyway it creates this space within me. Mm. It's like Mm. something opens and I feel more alive than I've ever felt. Like in the moment that you can take the action when the fear is there, the, the expansion that it creates on the other side is like, it's like an orgasm. It's like the most amazing feeling. And I I think Mm. that's what I've just realized when you were saying that just then. Yeah. And when you said that, it's like, yeah, that space you create, that's actually the new, higher vibrational energy that you're, you know, you're actualizing within your body and within your life because you're showing up to your soul work and 
you're creating the new dynamic for it. You, you know, you're moving through the gateway of fear and you're actualizing it. And it's like, ah, that's the pleasurable erotic state. That's like the, that's that eruptive state that I was talking about. You know, you're free because yes. you are just in freedom doing what your soul wants you to do. So, and interestingly, so I, I teach a, a whole community of women in my soul leader school and probably maybe about 90% of them. And I'm really quite strict about this is like, no, we heal through divine action at the moment. You can usually sense whether, you know, someone might've been in the go, go, go action, action, action state. And they're actually called to surrender, go into yin. And you can feel that, but actually there is a big movement of the healing through divine action. And most women in particular that I meet are actually more called into that space at the moment. And that brings up more fear. I think that's the place I'm I'm feeling myself in and feeling called to step into. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to stay in the the cave place (laughs) because I I know that place. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just process alone. I don't have to share it with anyone. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm feeling is the inner, the inner burning is like just, yeah, is the action and, and I'm loving the space it creates. And it just brings me on to something I wanted to raise with you as a final point was a beautiful post I read of yours about I think your own kind of dance of the um, what I feel to be like the expression and then the retreating when you you start Mm. to get the visibility and you're like oh let me just retreat a bit and (laughs) recalibrate and then I'll express again Um, yeah and Mm -hmm. I I read I've just pulled out a couple of beautiful sentences from a post of yours where which is about the link between our expression and our abundance and and our our business success or our life success and Mm -hmm. you said the stoppage of your expression will dry up the abundance you are creating in every area of your life if your expression is blocked your business is too and I think this is I want to leave this as a message for people um I think many of us are being called to express in bigger ways and and the abundance is not going to come from all uh, maybe not in the old way it sounds like it comes from the more we express the more the abundance flows back to us can you just talk on your experience of that Mm. And this is a multi-leveled, multi-layered experience. So in the very pure form, if we're not expressing our truth, then our soul isn't moving through us and uh, neither are the riches because when our soul is moving through us, we're actually opening up for the whole universe to move through us. And that's where all of the source energy is available. The whole riches of the universe is available. So every time in my business that I've retreated, every time I've held back out of fear, every time I've kind of crawled into my cave and, you know, licked my wounds of visibility, it's like the abundance has dried up. That's just like this simple dy- dynamic that happens in my business. Um, my journey has been around like being able to integrate opening so much that I don't have to like feel the the reflux of, um, you know, needing to go retreat and hide afterwards. That's my own healing journey. Um, so that's like number one. It's like if we're not speaking our truth, we're not channeling our riches full stop yeah if we're not selling ourselves if we're not putting the right price on our our soul work if we're not honoring the given receiving energies that we're if we're giving too much and not allowing to receive it all like blocks the channels to our abundance um there's a like a layer of sophistication in this that i've been exploring more and more and that's just around allowing melissa the being to have her process um a little bit separate to the process of the business. And I've been doing a lot of this work this year to really set my business up so it can be thriving and dynamic beyond myself as a being. And also so my soul work can thrive and be dynamic beyond my own personal process Mm. as well. And I've been just seeing the, you know, that we have a being of our soul, you know, this being of our soul that we are. And we also have a being of our soul work and that's a separate entity and a being of our business, which is a separate entity as well. And I don't want to dive into it too much, but it actually is really important for us not to 
feel like, and this is part of me being able to express and allow my soul work to express and my business to, without having to feel so tender in my heart, like I'm up there all the time, you know, it's Mm. kind of like just putting some boundaries in place. Um, because what I realized I was doing is like, um, it's not the right word for it, but nearly hemorrhaging my whole self into my business and my soul work and, and just going, it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's really intense to be in that place all the time as a sensitive, you know? So I, I'm just having at the moment in relationship to my abundance and my expression, also adding the third dynamic around boundaries and like, so how can my business and my soul work and myself keep expressing and how can I just cocoon myself a little bit from the, my role as leader all the time as well? Does that, that's a big conversation and you know, we won't go there right now, but um, yeah, it's like, how do I free my expression? But also how do I have like separation between the being of my business, the being of my soul work and the being of myself as well? Yeah, it makes absolute perfect sense to me. And, and, um, I relate to it very much as well, because I think a lot of us who are very heartfelt, authentic teachers, we, we like to be vulnerable. We want to share our processes sometimes through our writing and it's sort of healing for us. But then there are times where, I've found my own rawness of my process and my lack of desire to share that with people has then interfered with my ability to then express in my work. But if they Mm. become two separate things and sometimes you need your own separate container to process your own stuff and sometimes it doesn't need to be a blog post or it doesn't need to become an e-course, it's your own kind of process, but then there still needs to be ways that the big expression is happening through your work. I I, I definitely um, am, am... moving through my own process of understanding that too. I like that distinction. Yeah. And I'm still in my edge around that. It's still like just new kind of coming in. I haven't worked that one out totally yet. (laughs) Um, but what, yeah, so I totally get it. It's like, um, yeah, it's how do, how am I free to express? So my abundance is always flowing, but how do I allow the seasons of this sensitive human being and what she needs as well? while keeping my business healthy and dynamic all the time Mm. so that it's not always so dependent on me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm hearing a lot of women as well, really, um, talk a lot about, and you talk a lot about bringing in support, um, which Mm. I think is a huge part of it. Um, we could go into a whole nother conversation (laughs) around business, but I've just (laughs) got to be wary of the time, but, um, Oh, this has just been so delicious and beautiful. And I've just, you know, we both stepped into this just being like, let's just really open up and let's just see where this conversation wants to go. And I feel like we just created a beautiful flow here. So Melissa, thank you for sharing your beautiful experiences and wisdom with my audience. I know people are going to get so much out of this conversation. Um, Can you please share with everyone where they can find out more about you and maybe also anything that you're working on or anything you've got coming up what we can expect from you Mm, awesome thank you for holding such a beautiful space Connie it's like uh when that space is held then we can just express our souls and I feel like that was really juicy so Mm, it was (laughs) you know you just holding that space is for for whatever needs to be expressed and whatever conversation needs to be had that was really Mm. lovely so thank you um you can find me uh, and my free Soul Leader Facebook group. This is where we're gathering as soul leaders and really just sharing about the whole spectrum of the journey, light and dark and, you know, passion and excitement and fears and letting go and everything. Um, I've got coming up some big, exciting projects I'm so excited about. We're launching Soul Leader School next year in February. Um, it's been such a deep, juicy journey this year, um, and it's always so humbling for me to be leading and holding that container of uh, women stepping into claiming their soul work and birthing their souls and just saying, it's time I'm doing this. And, you know, I get to witness that. So I'm really excited about that. And then, uh, next year, uh, which we're launching at the end of this year is, um, our energy and soul certification program. So that's really for, uh, women who desire to become practitioners of energy and soul work, um, really being able to dive into the mystery and expand and, and, 
create alchemy and healing for others. So that's, you know, really, really exciting. Thank you for letting me share those. Oh, wow. No, that sounds fantastic. And I know that, um, you know, we've just scratched the surface in this conversation, which is why I wanted to direct people to find out more about what you're doing, because I feel like for some people, they'll hear this and be like, this is the place I need to go deeper into. So um, if that's your feeling, I definitely recommend jumping into Melissa's Facebook group and also just staying in the loop of everything that you're creating and launching, because um, many of my listeners are, are in this space that we're talking about. So um, I'm excited that I've been able to introduce them all to you. So thank you so mm. much, Melissa, for your time. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. It's oh. been awesome. Yeah, it's been so beautiful. I've loved it. And thank you to, for, um, to everyone who's been tuned in to today's episode of Awaken Radio. It's been so beautiful to have you all here. And I look forward to connecting with you all again in next week's episode. Lots of love. Bye.